that lets you save the you definitely need someone that's going to be there to offer accountability offer support give you an extra boost of motivation and let you know that they're there for you and they care for you and they want you to truly truly succeed Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Live community, whether you're listening as a podcast around the world or on terrestrial radio that I suppose is now around the world also. <laughs> Regardless of where you are or what you're doing, thank you so much for being here. Now today we are talking about why the gym is a recipe for disaster. <laughs> now when I say gym, I'm talking about conventional gym. I'm going to talk about the history of gyms, which could be a bit boring for some, but I'm only going to touch on that for a moment. I'm going to tell you why gyms don't conventionally work for the average person. There's a very small amount of, per- very small percentage of people that a gym could actually work for. And then I'm going to tell you what you need instead to see the results you're looking for. So sit back and enjoy. We got all that coming up on. This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. All right, so the hot topic today is why conventional gyms don't work. (laughs) So let me take a step back here, and I'll give you a brief history of what gyms used to be. So picture Arnold Schwarzenegger back in the day when bodybuilding, like the, there was, I think it was Jack Welch, the bodybuilding pioneers. They used to work out in bare feet. They were like cavemen. (laughs) <laughs> Neanderthalish. I'm not putting them down by any means. I think it's pretty cool what they did and what they've turned the fitness world into. But fitness wasn't a thing. And it wasn't that long ago. And there's been this progression of fitness due to technology and education and research that has processed through leaps and bounds from where it originated in a very short amount of time. It wasn't that long. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger is still around. It's not like, and then when I say Arnold, like he wasn't the very first, but he almost like Mr. Olympia. He was like the picture of a bodybuilder. When a lot of times, when a lot of people picture bodybuilding, they picture, still picture Arnold. And I mean, he wasn't the first, but I, I just mean he was the first to really being mainstream and move in from movies to governor to Hollywood. He's the guy you could put a face on when it comes to the uh, original lifting, original bodybuilding. You could even say original steroids. Like that was the era. And there's, there's a number of other ones as well, but and don't worry, don't worry. I'm not going to stick, stick on this subject for too long, but that's where I think it's important to understand the roots. Like that's same as weightlifting, which I'll talk about here in a second. But these guys, they were super motivated to be, to have these incredible looking physiques. And that was built on as much muscle mass sculpted as they could possibly create. Whether that's naturally, <laughs> synthetically, if you will. And like I said, I don't think like there's bodybuilding. I'm not really going to talk about steroids much. That's for another topic. But steroids was a thing without without a doubt it's still a thing that you have to sign up for natural 
bodybuilding if you're not going to do steroids if you're going to not test, test negative for steroids but of course it's the thing like i don't know if if if, the, if our audience would know like what's his name the liver king like this guy was he looked like he was bigger than arnold maybe not taller but he was huge muscle bounding gorilla man like muscles coming out of every aspect and he'd always say i'm not doing steroids i'm not doing steroids and it was clear to anyone that knows anything about steroids the guy was on steroids anyways he ended up coming out and being like okay i'm on steroids and it was like this huge big thing it was quite ridiculous if you ask me nick i mean imagine most a lot of you don't even know what i'm talking about but it was in it was in the news and all, all over social media it was a thing and, and all I'm getting is I don't like I don't have a problem with steroids. I grew up in the steroid era of baseball where it was wasn't really talked about, but it was widely accepted. Like I know guys in our locker room that were taking steroids. Like at one time, at one level, I was playing at half the team was on steroids. I never got into that personally, but I don't judge the people that did or still do. That's that's just my personal choice, and everyone should be able to do what they want. I do have a problem with steroids, and if you're playing professional sports and it's illegal to use steroids, that's one thing. I don't think you should be using them. But if you're an average person and you want to use steroids or you're not competing, and you know what the thing is, like steroids in particular, like if you're going to use steroids, that's great, but then everyone should be using steroids in my opinion. Or should there be, there should be specific leagues or specific sports that that's just specifically for those that use steroids right but there's like this thing where people don't want to talk about it. it's still like i don't know what the particular word is is it taboo it's it's still like secretly talked about or like even the bodybuilding world people are like pretend that they don't take steroids like the rock for example he often says oh he's like kind of against steroids which is kind of crazy because the guy's on steroids like I would bet a whole lot that if he was tested and i don't think he's i guess from my knowledge he's never really been tested but this whole ordeal around the steroid community that who's taking steroids who's not and a lot of people still deny it like if you're gonna do it just do it and do it but and but but wear it rock it own it and admit to like if that's what you're gonna do just just do like all these guys like conor mcgregor like he and he's an mma guy but um like he did steroids to come back and you're not supposed to do steroids in the ufc right but these guys that get injured these movie stars professional athletes you have to understand how much money is on the line. Hundreds of millions of dollars are on the line for you to look incredible on mo on the movie screen or to perform or to come back from injury. Like, of course they are. They're going to use every single possible advantage they can think of. And then, and when money's not an object, if you're making hundreds of millions of dollars as a movie star or a professional athlete, you don't care. Like, you don't care how much money you spend on getting your body back to what it to to what it. It, they want you to look like or to what it should be performing at so at any rate i don't want to dwell on that that's not really what this is about i'm just saying like that that that's where we have to understand like where the gyms originated originated and that was from bodybuilding and it's the same thing when it when it comes to workouts like the workouts that people still do at the gyms those workouts originated from bodybuilding and it's crazy to me and i'm i'm, I'm just being I'm, i like to talk about this subject but I'm not dwelling on it. I just think it's very. It should be very clear. Like your actions, you want your actions to equal your results. That's what happens. Your inaction or inaction. Like if you're not, if you don't pay your credit card bill, you're going to get interest fees, right? That's an inaction. You, the actions that you take. If you decide not to work out, if you decide not to eat right, you're probably not going to love your body image. You're probably not going to be at your ideal body weight. And that's just the way it goes. That's inaction. 
And we have to understand that the actions that we take are going to equal the outcome that we want. So understanding that gyms were built around the bodybuilding era, still conventional gyms today. And, and, and don't get me wrong, like, like I said earlier, gyms have come leaps and bounds from moving more towards community and group classes and less heavy weights, which in my opinion, where they should be at, but there's still people of all ages, genders, it doesn't matter what situation you are in life, people still think that you should be lifting like a bodybuilder. And I'm here to tell you that's in, it's incorrect unless you want to look like a bodybuilder. And again, there's nothing wrong with wanting to look like that, but most people lift like that, having no inclination or interest of looking like a bodybuilder. So if you want to stand there, like I've done this, I've done did it for years, you stand there, you want bigger biceps, you stand there and you do curls and you do heavy reps and you do light weights or heavy, sorry, heavy reps, low, um, heavy weights, low reps, and you take a lot of rest in between and you lift as heavy as you, as you possibly can. That's a variation of what people are doing for an isolated workout. So standing there and doing a bicep curl and, and, and there's nothing wrong with doing a bicep curl. You can get toned, for example, like maybe more toned for your biceps. But if you're just working your biceps, that's an isolated muscle group that most people don't really have any business working out because there's many other things that you can do to tone your arms, for example, which most people want toned, lean, cut looking muscles or arms. They don't want big bulky muscles. So to get big bulky muscles, you do isolated muscle groups like you do bench press or you do a standing curl or you do overhead extensions with your weight, for example. Like There's many different things that we can do to create that bodybuilding body with bigger muscles, isolating them. And that all comes from the bodybuilding world. So that's, now, now let's look at gyms, for example. What gyms used to look like was very similar to many conventional gyms, but probably minus some of the machines as equipment. So you have these huge giant men working out, like I picture Arnold Schwarzenegger, they have like chains or chains around their necks and they're doing dips and it's dark and dim. And they have like, they're eating like raw eggs <laughs> and they have no shoes on. They're just savages. And I say that in a, in a, I have a, I have a ton of respect for them and, and not so much envy. At, at one point in my life, I wanted to be like a big muscle guy. I don't want to be that anymore. I just want to be fit and healthy. But these guys, they had an, an aura about them. They had a physique, they had the prestige. And so for those gyms of, of how the gyms originated from just getting in there and lifting heavy weights and doing isolated muscle groups, that's where gyms originate from. So let's fast forward a number of years later and, and gyms look very similar. People are doing the exact same thing. They're going down to a gym, they're lifting in the same manner, but gyms are set up in that same regard. So my opinion is that gyms are a recipe for failure and the reason that re reason being is because the gyms are set up for the bodybuilder so they're set up in the same way of you have these heavyweights all lined up or you have a bunch of dumbbells lined up and then you have a bunch of squat racks all lined up and in most cases like half the time if you look at women which is most of our audience for example a lot of women are intimidated to even go in that section they don't know really what to do. They don't know how to use it. There's usually the, the guys sometimes grunting or lifting or dropping heavy weights. And it, it doesn't pertain, to me would make more sense if they flipped it incredibly upside down. And, and what they did is most gyms 
were the like maybe directed towards women or maybe not just women but group classes and and community and body weight exercise trx bands and such like that would make more sense to me if that was the majority of gyms and then a small percentage was the old school heavy lifting grunting chocks you know slamming weights that would make more sense to me if there's a smaller percentage and i think we'll get there at some point uh, honestly I, I don't think like gyms in personal training like i don't think that's the way of the future i don't believe that's an industry that's flourishing for sure I don't think it's an industry that's going to last because of our technology, because of what's happened, what we're able to do online and how we're able to reach communities and work together. And I also do believe that we need community and it's important. I just think in this regard of how we of how the gyms were designed around bodybuilding. So you still see that today. So a lot of times people feel super uncomfortable in the gym because it's just unnatural you don't in like in most cases we don't feel like oh i'm just gonna go in that gym and lift as many weights as possible but or as heavy as possible but the whole structure of the gym like so in most cases you, you go to a gym and they try to sign you up for six months or, or for a year whatever it is and that gym often can only hold a certain amount of people and there's something called a churn so the churn is people drop off and they try to jam pack like they try to reach capacity at all times so I, when i lived in la they had different times like you could sign up for a membership where you could only work out at certain times of day like i can only work out from nine to noon for example or six to nine that was when on monday wednesday friday that was when my membership was available because then they would sell to someone else from tuesdays and thursdays from six to nine and they would get as many people as they possibly could and here's the gym is that and, and and understand when I say I'm saying in most cases a lot because there's outliers and there's gyms that are really successful and gyms that are set up properly. I'm just making a general statement of the when I'm talking about gyms, I'm talking about the conventional gyms, not the ones where they have different options. Like I know this really gym, I think it's called uh, BPLA, and, and I've interviewed. Oh gosh, I'm embarrassing myself now. Uh, Kyle Kyle Flynn, and um, he has a really cool gym, but it has but it's nothing has nothing to do with the conventional gym of. Let's go in there and see how many weight, how much we could lift. It's built around community, and they do they have um, lots of fun stuff. Like they do dance, they do like kind of dances, and they have like parties, and they have uh, I think they just got some ice, like an ice tub in there, and it's really cool. Like it's pro probably how I would set up a gym. But so there's when I when I'm talking about gyms, I'm not talking about like there's plenty of gyms that are amazing, and they they do an incredible job. I'm just simply talking about gyms that at least that I grew up with and these gyms that we often see that their goal is to jam pack because they, they gyms aren't huge money makers is what I'm trying to say. You don't make a ton. In most cases, you don't make a ton of money. So that's the structure of gyms. You have to get as many people in as possible because you struggle with the overhead, possibly renting equipment, paying staff. Like a lot of gym owners I know, they hardly make like their employees make more money than they do. And of course, it's it's an entrepreneur where we have a dream and a goal and a, something that we're working towards. And we want to have a flourishing business. And, it, and in many cases, we work endless hours ourselves, almost for nothing, just to try to make ends meet because of our, our dream and our passion. And my, my purpose of this conversation is not to put any gyms down or any individuals in particular. I just feel like if we were to, like gyms in particular, were to tr transition into something more modern instead of built around the bodybuilding era, they would be more successful. 
But but if you I were to take a step back, you're looking at the gym model, for example. So they try to sell you a membership for whatever it is. In most cases, I think it's a year, six months, a year. And they some gyms, like I think it's Planet Fitness. Is that the one that brings in pizza? They know that their clients aren't going to use their gym very often. So one of the ways they get them to come into the gym is to buy them pizza. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it cracks me up. Because look, if you're sabotaging their diet, they're always going to be a member. They're always going to be unhappy with their healthy, with their weight or their body image. And I'm not saying you should never have pizza. I just think it's a very odd business model. Obviously, there's a reason they do it. And it's not entirely to sabotage. It's it's for them to, it's for, for people to feel like there's another option. It's for people to come in every once in a while and grab some free pizza. Of course, it's not free. You're paying for your membership. But it's for them to realize that they are still utilizing that membership and they want to continue to keep paying because they never show up to workouts. But because they never show up to workouts, those Planet Fitnesses can can sell even more memberships because they haven't reached capacity because they have a they have a very good idea of how many people are coming in and out of the door. See what I'm saying here is, is that that entire gym, and that's just one gym, of course, but the entire gym model isn't built around success, especially for the individual. So it's a lower price point, right? So what can you, what are you paying? 50 bucks a month for a lower end gym membership. So in most cases, they may give you an orientation. Often they don't. And there's no, so there's no program unless you want to pay them above and beyond to a personal trainer, which you probably should if you're, if you're new. And then there's no nutrition. And if there is any nutrition, it's a, it's a cookie cutter. I just talked to someone on the phone today that's involved in a, in a gym, slightly different, more, more like group classes, but they all get the same program. Uh, if you ask any questions, they don't really have any knowledge around, like deep knowledge around nutrition. Supplements are, are very generalized. It's like a general sports nutrition um, protein supplement or body fat supplement. So in for, for, you know, like I'm saying, in my opinion, that's not, it's not specialized. It's just, and it's, and the thing is why I, I mean, why you specialize is important to me is because I feel like that's what we need to see results. Like you need something customized. You need it personalized. Like, for example, I was, I just did a, a video clip on Netflix. Like people are like, I heard it on the radio a couple of times. I heard some people talking about it. And they're like, did you know Netflix now has at home workouts? They're all excited. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Have you, you haven't heard of YouTube? There's millions of free workouts on YouTube. And the obesity epidemic in North America is out of control, maybe worse than ever, with with new gyms and new technology and more free workouts. That doesn't work. It doesn't work. If free workouts on a video for that, that Netflix, um, I don't know, I think Apple, I think Nike may have teamed up with Netflix or whatever it was, it's YouTube, like those free workouts have such little value. One of the reasons is because it's free. Because if someone, if something is free and we've done tons of free stuff in the past and nobody shows up, we did, we used to, I used to do free workout in the park, workout, bring a donation for the food bank, come and work out, nobody shows up. And what, but when I do higher priced packages, not only do more people show up, but we have more people emotionally invested because they're more financially invested and they see better results. And that's one of the main reasons that free stuff doesn't work is because we're not emotionally invested because we're not financially invested. And the other thing is it's not customized to each individual. So if you get a cookie cutter nutrition program, you could go right now on Google and type in nutrition program 
for whatever like whatever you can even go to um we looked at chat gbt i think it's called the uh that ai that new ai newer ai thing and you could type in a customized program there no, sorry you can type in program there you could even use the word customized but of course how could it make it customized for you if it doesn't know you <laughs> i'm sure that'll happen in the future with, with ai and all the crazy technology coming out here in the future but if it's not customized for you, you're not going to see the results you're looking for. And I can pretty much guarantee that. And that's the problem with these with these box store giant gyms that are, are built around bodybuilding, coming to lift weights, trying to get you signed up and locked in for a year and offering no other value. Unless you want to pay more. And, and I'm okay. I'm actually okay with paying more. Like if you, I think you should. I think it, honestly, I think it should be built in. I don't think like those... $50 a month programs work for anyone. I shouldn't say anyone. There's a very small percentage, like I was talking about, of those those specific bodybuilders that started the whole bodybuilding industry or the whole fitness industry. Because back in the day, it used to be like, you were the healthier or the fittest you were, you had the most muscle. And of course, we have, new, uh, we have Olympic athletes and endurance athletes. And then we realized just because you have a lot of muscle doesn't mean you're healthier than someone that may be a runner. Don't get me started on runners and their nutrition and recovery because they certainly wouldn't be one of the healthiest people. <laughs> one of the, healthy, the healthiest athletes that I would, as a whole, of course, there's outliers. But what I'm saying is, is that, that we thought that, oh, if you had huge muscles, you were healthy and fit. But then that, tra that translated or that um, that adjusted over the years and that changed and we have different understanding of what healthy is and how to get healthy and what we need to do and so like I was saying is that I feel like that that cheap $50 a month thing works for a very small amount of uh, amount of people like a very small percentage of people like those bodybuilders that were ultra focused and ultra motivated and it could work for athletes because they're very motivated for their sport but in most cases you work out with a team, not all the time, but you work out with a team. You have different training sessions. You could have um, dry land. You could have off season. You could have in season training. You could, if it's baseball, you would have um, throw. Like you have throwing. You have sprinting. So, sports is very different. Those gym, like gyms, could work for sports because there's so much, so many other things attached to the sports figure in general. But the average person going into a gym. It's just the recipe for failure, in my opinion, because it's not built around you succeeding or for you to see success. So I've had, we, we ran a program and we had talked to some people and they're like, hey, would you like to keep working with us? And they're like, eh, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to do the gym thing. We'll go the gym route. Like, okay, but you know, like this, this, and that. I didn't want to talk them out of it. I just wanted to let them know like what was going on, like what the gyms are built for. And just because they're cheap, doesn't mean that they're going to help them see results. And what happened a few weeks later, I talked to them and they're not going anymore. Maybe for different reasons, but the, the bottom line is, is that in the, I suppose what the bottom line is that it's not really built around you succeeding for the average person. And, that, and that's why I said I would be more on board with those gym situations if they said, okay, you, if you sign up for this gym, you have to have a personal trainer. But you're, so you're not paying the you're not paying the low end price. Like you're not paying whatever the 50 bucks a month. Like you're paying for a consistent trainer, at least whatever that is, once a week or twice a week, you're paying for a meal plan and that's built. And I would build that into the package. And I would say, so you have a customized meal plan and someone to sit down with you once a week or at least once a month. You have a customized workout program. Again, someone's sitting down with you once a week, once a month to make sure you're staying on track, to offer accountability. And 
uh, making sure you're paying attention to your your nutrition. The other aspect is is that when you, like someone should be messaging you, right? Like someone should know if you're getting your workouts in or not. And that's the accountability if you're if you're catching up with the trainer. Probably once a month really isn't enough, but it, it would be dependent on what you want to invest in yourself, right? The more you invest, the more you're going to get out of it. And the problem is, is that we feel like we're actually saving. Or, oh, I'm actually saving money when I'm not investing more in, in myself. And I'm like, not really. You're just allocating that to other areas where you're going to be paying for in the future. Like you're either paying for time by sitting in a line waiting for your pharmaceuticals, or you're actually paying out of pocket depending on where you live in the world. And I mean, you could be paying in taxes, like in Canada, everyone's like, oh, healthcare's free. I'm like, pretty sure we all pay taxes. <laughs> in the US, it's a bit different though. And you could, we could, we have listeners all over the world, so it could be very different where you are. But regardless, you're gonna be paying at some point in time if you don't put in the time and effort in the financial investment that it takes. And, and I really think it would be amazing. I really do, I think it'd be amazing if we as a whole were motivated by free stuff. But, but most cases, we see the least results when things are free. And, and here's the thing, look, look, it's been how many years that YouTube's been around and how many years that we've had, we've had millions or hundreds of thousands of free workouts and access to, to free meal plans. If those worked, wouldn't the vast majority of the world be fit and healthy and not on pharmaceuticals? and not terribly miserable with their body image and not seeing the results that they're looking for, right? It, like That's a clear sign <laughs> that that stuff that is so available to the masses that we don't use, we don't stay on track, we don't have a supportive community, we don't have a, a mentor or a coach that's watching to make sure we're following and staying on track, and that's what you need. And I told you at the beginning, I would tell you what you need to actually see results. And the thing is, is that you're not going to want to hear what I have to say. <laughs> the thing is, is that you need a financial investment of something reasonable enough for you to put time and effort in. And that's different for everyone. It really is. And you could, you could spend a lot of money. You could spend, I suppose, a duration. Like it depends on how long you sign up for. But you could spend $1,000 a month, $3,000. i have heard of programs that are, that are upwards around $12,000. And you, I mean, understand where you're at, right? Like you could look at celebrities, like of course they're paying way more than the average person. Or you could look at professional athletes, they're paying a ridiculous amount of money compared to us as the average person. But so whatever's reasonable to you, like in most cases, I would say that if you're paying 50 bucks a month, that's not going to, that's not gonna motivate you enough to even use it. Like how many people sign up for a, a year membership and they go for a couple months and then they stop for four months and then they go back at Christmas for a month or in at New Year's for a month and then they stop. Obviously that financial investment isn't enough to motivate you. So in my opinion, you need something that's at least you, at least the very least you saying, well, if I'm paying this much, I better use it. And you should, because if you're not paying that, you're not going to do anything. So that's why that financial investment really means a lot. The other aspect is there should be some type of supportive community. You need other people in and around your life. Like we saw how detrimental lockdowns and isolation were these last few years to everyone across the board. And I don't, I don't care what you believe politically, whether it should have happened, whether it should have, it doesn't really matter. But we know we've seen firsthand how detrimental that was. So flip that, the exact opposite. So go with complete isolation, in your own home, not seeing friends and family or any type of community. And the exact, and, and, and how detrimental that was to our mental health and then physical health. And flip that completely upside down and, and be involved and active and communicate and 
inspired by people in a community that actually care and motivate you and encourage you. So that's why you need the, the supportive community and then take that a step further. You need a coach or a mentor. Someone's gonna check up, someone's gonna check up on you. So they're gonna make sure you're doing your workouts. Like you look at the gym, for example, if you don't show up at the gym, nobody calls and says, where were you? <laughs> In most cases, they would probably appreciate you don't show up so they could fill another spot. So you definitely need someone that's gonna be there to offer accountability, offer support, give you an extra boost of motivation and let you know that they're there for you and they care for you and they want you to truly, truly succeed. So that's what I have for you today. Take that with a grain of salt. I hope some of that information was valuable to you. And um, like I said, like I'm not here to put gyms down and I'm not here to put people down that go to gyms. I'm just telling you that what we found in the most, when I've found, you look at gyms, like I used to work at gyms for years and you see the drop off rate and the failure rate and it's extraordinary compared to a different type of program or a different structured gym where actually it's actually supportive and they want you there and they encourage you to show up and they call you if you don't show up or they text you and they, and there's proper nutrition, not someone that hands you this cookie cutter program and says, don't ask many questions because I don't know anything else, but that's on that paper. <laughs> that's it. I'm out of here. Thank you so much for joining me today on Exploring Mind and Body. What would mean the world to me if you could tell one person, if you told one person about this show that because you enjoyed it and however you heard about this show was very, very good chance it was word of mouth. Um, if I didn't send you the show myself, <laughs> but if you could, if you could share the show with one person, that would mean the world to us at True Form and Exploring Mind and Body. And if you haven't left the ratings and review, that certainly helps us reach a wider audience as well. Thank you so much for being here. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.